You there! This is Dave and Jason. Hey! From DC On Screen. It's that time again. We need help from you to grow our show. But keep listening because there's something in it for you. Give us a five-star written review on iTunes for a chance to win a free DC trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win. The winner will be randomly selected with a number generator on random.org and announced on one of our news episodes. It's pretty simple, really. Free stuff. Hooray! Anyway, yeah, seriously, do that. It helps us a lot. It's, like, so good. Anyway, sit back. Enjoy this brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 229. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, my trusty co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Today we're going to get super spoilery on The Flash 303, Magenta. To recap, Jesse and Harry make their way back to Earth-1 and find that things have changed. They therefore know that Barry mucked around with the timeline. Jesse has gained speedster powers, and Harry doesn't want Jesse to become a superhero. She wants nothing more. Wally's disappointed Jesse got powers after getting hit with the Dark Matter, and he didn't. He has dreams about getting powers, just like Magenta does, and seems to be bent on getting speedster abilities any way he can. Magenta was created by Dark, uh, Dr. Alchemy, hospitalizes her abusive foster father, and almost drops a freaking ship on a hospital to do away with him once and for all. Luckily, the Flash and Jesse Quick were there to stop her. After helping Flash save the hospital, uh, Jesse receives a gift from Harry, a badass new suit. Also, cute Iris and Barry things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we jump in... Uh, our buddy Christopher White says, Okay, so Jesse Quick makes an amazing debut, and we finally get more Wells, and that's never a bad thing. However, I'm really glad that in the end, Wally was totally fine with not getting his powers, and that he doesn't have it in his head to go see Alchemy and get his speed. <laughs> not. <laughs> it's, um... We all know that's coming, right? Yeah. I, at, at this point, if they don't do it, I'll be impressed, because then you'll have fooled me. Yeah. By the way, the not thing. Wonderful, wonderful callback to the actual episode with uh, mm-hmm. with with Will with, saying with not Wells. constantly. Yeah. yeah. And I love that Cisco was like, "Hey, is that like a is, is Earth Two just saying not now?" And nope, that's just him. <laughs> Jesse just got no, <laughs> no, no. That's my embarrassing father. Just just doing that. I I've missed I've missed Harry. Oh yeah, it was good to have him back. <laughs> I want them to stay forever. Did you see the promo for next week? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. There's like a bit where, where Will's, uh, where Harry does like this deep growl voice and he's like, you'll all pay. Like in this Zoom voice and they're like, they all look at him. He's like, I'm I, that was, I'm just kidding. That was a really bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> Started off great. I, this episode, even the yeah. first part was like the days seem like years, you know, all that. Um, I, mm-hmm. I've always loved those little insights to to his character that just going through life at at you know the normal everyday speed is just torture. Yeah, that's fun. And um, over the course of um, over the course of this episode, I decided I liked the I liked how Tom Felton's playing his antagonistic asshole lab partner. You liked what now? Sorry, uh, Julian the his little. Um, the guy who's oh, right, determined right, to figure right. out who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm starting He's to really fun. like it. I'm, I'm thinking more Julian, not Draco Malfoy. Like, that's when I know I'll really like him as a, as a, a character is when I see him and I don't think about Harry Potter. And I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. 
I I don't I didn't I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of shit for this, but I haven't seen more than ten minutes of Harry Potter. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm good here. Um Yeah. I actually did write here Julian is a dick, but fun. Yeah. Yeah, what so, I wrote. Something uh, like yeah. uh a pain in the ass, but I like how he's playing it. That's that those are my phrase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that he went and got the glass from Magenta so he could analyze uh, her DNA. That was the scene where I decided I really liked him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just really loved how he was just like bitching Barry out about the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just all of that's fun. Um, I was actually pretty on board Magenta killing her foster dad. He was Didn't kind of hurt a dick. I, I mean, like just him. taking out the whole hospital seems. I mean, there is a that's literally overkill. Mm-hmm. But um, I you know I wouldn't mind if she offed him. I think the rest. I of think the that was probably, kind of the thing. <laughs> I, think, I mean, I love I, like I Iris they, is rolling him down the. Um, down the the hallways there trying to get everybody out and says something like uh something like i I help people that's what i do even dicks like you she said as much as it pains me to help an an abusive dick like you there you go um i don't know why it seems so abrasive i I was like this is cw can we say abusive dick on cw sure you can she did but um i think that's why they went the overkill route because that bothered me as well um i think they went the overkill i'm gonna put a freaking ship over a hospital mm-hmm. route because she's not really a villain if all she's doing is taking out her her foster dad yeah because he was such a dick you're like why are they trying to stop her again i mean yeah you think caitlin or, or cisco would have kind of raised their hand at somebody's I, I mean killing's bad and all but why are we putting this much effort into this Mm-hmm. and uh so they had to make it a big deal they had to have her kind of go off the deep end and because otherwise she's not a villain she's just a good citizen <laughs> <laughs> just someone standing and up for herself well within her right to take him out i yeah. thought he she already had killed him i was like oh that's awesome <laughs> i thought they were gonna go like a route at first like when the you know, lamppost flies in hits him i was like oh sweet man they killed him uh, then she's just going to be going through the city and being like, you know, I don't like this person because he cut me off in traffic. Oh, you, they were going to go like her own well, personal how, vigilante I, yeah. streak. Yeah. Sort of like how I would, if I had superpowers, <laughs> use your blinker. Like, oh yeah. You decided not. Oh, you're just going to cut me off. Okay. Boom. Your head just exploded. Yeah. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> just very angry driver. Anyway, <laughs> So I wouldn't t- really do that. No, not really. But let's face it, we've no. all thought about it. You cut off in the Hey, if of, I have superpowers, if I have superpowers, I'm not driving anywhere. This is true. Well, I, I've said before that if I actually had the ability to fly, um, my feet would never touch the floor again. <laughs> just never. <laughs> I would just hover down hallways. Oh, no, man. You'd have to. You, you got to have those iconic landing shots. I think that may be the only time I would do it is just to just to pull off the cool landing shot. That's it. Mm. But it, it's a hell of a power move too. Like I, if you're having a discussion with somebody, just float above them in the air. Just float a couple of feet above their head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll start winning a lot more arguments. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I loved about this episode. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can you'll you'll bring this up and or you'll change it and tell me how I'm wrong and explain to me how I'm wrong. But um, for those of you who saw Fringe season four, uh, where they have completely overwritten the timeline, they are combating that here. Even though they've written, rewritten the timeline, mm-hmm. they're combating that here by bringing in Wells and Jesse Quick, who remember the original timeline. Well, it is uh, the dynamics in this show, and I, I'm. 
I think I disagree with with them just theoretically, but um, yeah, I, I feel like they're grounding the show. Well, it seems like in, in, by having more characters in who the physics the of this or, universe, the other universe didn't change when he changed the timeline. So timeline in E one changed. Timeline in E two kept going the same. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter that Barry mm-hmm. went back and changed time. And mm-hmm. uh, instinctive, uh, my instinct is that time would trump you know X and Y any day. Doesn't matter what what Earth or what dimension you were on. I would think time would trumpet but you know it's all it's all playland physics whatever so you're saying that i mean and i can see i can kind of see that like if they were like their time in earth one would have changed oh if you try to me if you change time in earth one and it and it has that like loop back effect that it had here um i would mm. think the other the other dimensions or universes or e2 three four whatever would all change too but sure legitimately they can't have done that because, I mean, they, they changed stuff on E1, but they'd have to change Supergirl 2 now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's there's the idea that's in this universe that's been laid down, and, you know, it's, it's valid in as much as any time travel theory is valid. Yeah, it's um, all, like I said, it's, it's just, it's a sandlot for physics. You just, do, do, as long as you establish your rules, go for it. Doesn't matter. Right. But they, they've already established the rule that, like, you know, once they change something in the past, it takes a while to ripple forward. Yeah, the cementing. Yeah, I would imagine it takes a lot longer to reach Earth 2. Yeah, even if it does have that effect. Um, Yeah, so, and you know, they also have the little bit where they're like, oh, well, we're outside of the time stream, so we're immune to the blah, 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 which is why we're not, you know. All right, well, maybe that works for Earth 2 as well. And maybe they, you know, maybe it'll... Maybe in whatever... In in whatever... uh, However you want to explain it, maybe between each dimension there's this little vacuum of time that kind of protects them. Mm Mm-hmm. It apparently does not work on dog tags, by the way. But I guess, we'll get I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, dog tags are we'll very light. Next they go very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I could sit there and talk all day about just good lines and good interactions that were in this episode. I mean, uh, oh yeah, says he's calling herself Magenta. Cisco's back there. Meh. <laughs> it's uh, I, oh, so a legitimate improvement in this universe. The the panic button on everyone's phones. Yes. He actually says at least something's better. Yeah. Yeah. Like panic button? Yeah, because we keep getting kidnapped. Because we keep getting kidnapped. <laughs> I wouldn't even, I would have that installed under my wrist, man. I I would right. want a little transmitter that I could like hit with one finger that says, Flash, come help me. Oh man. Favorite line of the episode. Comes from Harry, of course. If Harry's gonna be in there, his it's, my favorite line is probably gonna yeah. be his. Yeah. I was always too good at forgiving myself, Alan, and you were never good enough. Yeah, it was great. Ugh. Great line. It was. It's lines like that. Oh, <laughs> so good. Um, and, uh, and the flash when Harry is... said, "Sorry." When when Harry said, "Run, Jesse, run," I actually I shed a tear, man. Big old grin on my face. I didn't know it would work if if it wasn't "Run, Barry," but sure enough, "Run, Jesse, run" works just fine. It does. I was just ear to ear, and they uh, cute interactions though, like with Magenta and Flash uh, in the in the the climax there. Um, yeah, she, he he tells her, "I got a little help, so I could help you." It's so a good, good mm-hmm. starting line, and then um, mm-hmm. kind of wraps the whole thing up with "We have faith in you, Frankie." Well, he does that later, but that I mean, if the Flash told me like "We have faith in you," I, I think I would, I would buckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. I was thinking later. Um, good episode. Yeah. Two things I was thinking later though. There was a lot of cute Iris and Barry stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. something kind of struck me. Um, he takes her off to this cute little uh, uh, veranda or whatever that was to. To talk to her, like, no, we should embrace the fact that I'm the Flash. Like, come here. And grabs her, mm-hmm. and two things struck me. One, those are very sturdy roses. And <laughs> you saw them, right? 
Well, you see the force field around Barry and Iris while he's in the speed. No, no, no. <laughs> Extends to. Um, or just say, our, uh, roses are immune to time. What? Um, <laughs> but he, like, takes her out there, and then he has to go actually be the Flash somewhere else. And, and she's just kind of, wherever she was, she's stuck there. Like, she's going to have so many Uber charges in her future when she's dating Barry. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go to this restaurant across town. Great. Way away from see, my I car. Just, I mean, Guess I assume she stood there for, like... I assume she stood there for like ten minutes, maybe tops, before he zoomed back. He's like, oh, "Okay, that was that was just a robbery. It was good. Let's go." Well, yeah, like in the first scene where he he's gone for what three seconds to stop the robbery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe that's their understanding um, is when he, when she gets stranded somewhere. Like, hold on, I'll be right back. I promise. Yeah. Just hang out here. No, don't spend money on a cab. I'll be back in like twenty minutes. Yeah, I I felt really bad for Wally this entire episode. I did, but and I I'd, I'd already made a note. Um, kind of coming in they hadn't mentioned much about his uh his not being the flash and the kind of last episode everyone agreed that they didn't want to know what they were and he was on board with that uh-huh. so um sure there was some little note that joe had a suspicion that something was maybe different with wally substantially different from wally but that was really it mm-hmm. and i'm so early on in this episode i was already thinking man i really hope that's not all we see of that and uh, the episode answered me just immediately the uh just like a, there was a look on his face when when they were talking about Jesse. I was, oh, okay, all right, cool. We are going to do that. We're going to do that story. Yep, great. By the Good. way, I love the speed room. Which one's the speed room? Or the speed lab? The the lab that they that Barry and Wills and Jesse have never been to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That apparently has been there the entire time. <laughs> Hence, you know, he's like, yeah, we've never been to this room. You changed the timeline, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, Harry <laughs> figuring that out immediately was just perfect. How many times did I tell you not to? I know. Sorry. Um, I love the dad cop thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everything, in, including the words "dad cop," was fantastic. Like Wally's not like you. You overshare your feelings. You're a second daughter. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just messing with you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know he wasn't. But no, he wasn't. Yeah, he, he does. This he overshares totally his feelings. He's really just considered this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry's a second daughter. What the hell is he talking about? <laughs> that was a good bit. Oh, man. Uh, I loved Harry being a frantic parent of a super-powered kid. That was just delightful oh, his, as hell. His whole scene trying to get Caitlin into, uh, uh, to go talk to her was just perfect Kavanaugh. That's one of the reasons we love mm. him so much. When you give him just a giant chunk of dialogue and say, you've got like four seconds to say all this. Those are some of the best scenes. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, great, 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 great episode. Uh, I'm not disappointed with this uh, this season of The Flash so far. Um, I guess I was, I was a little disappointed with uh, Flashpoint uh, only being one episode. And they were really talking, like I just saw, like, they actually did say that, I guess we'll talk about it in our news episode. But, yeah, uh, we'll look that up in a few days. So, yeah, they addressed that. It was a... Originally, it was supposed to be multiple episodes, and they just decided, like, no, you know, be better for the season to just do one episode and focus more on the repercussions after Flashpoint, which makes sense. Um, just realistic, practically makes more sense because you know, if they didn't just go ahead and get that done, wrap it up, and say, no, here's where we are now, we were going to be bitching about inconsistencies between all the shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, every week would have been watching Arrow, wondering, did you, are you, are you, you know, is this where you slipped up? Or? here's the thing though and i think i was talking to christopher white about this the other day here's the thing i wish they'd do cut it down to you know 13 episodes a season be more concise have more money more budget for your shows for all of your shows 
but in the summertime put out like you 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 film at the same time you normally do but at the summertime instead you just do like a big crossover event put the crossover like in a big event in the summertime that's like two or three movies hmm. that's what i think you know sort of like a christmas special like doctor who yeah that's, that's <laughs> like the, the format BBC i was thinking of or something yeah i kind of feel like they should, they could do that they'd still be saving themselves a few episodes per season making a tighter season you wouldn't even have to anyway do it to all of the shows you could just you know put put legends back on 13 and mm-hmm. uh you know I, we, we are going to talk about it next but until the last few weeks i would have said and arrows you know we could probably put, cut that one down but i, See, I, I just i think now. it makes a better show to do i think it makes a better show to do 13 episodes at, you know at the most 13 just because it, it cuts out all the filler like yeah. you don't you're not forced to you know try to find other stories yeah and they'll have, they'd have more budget. If they kept the budget the same. They'd have more budget to you know make the shows look more cinematic, mm-hmm. like a Daredevil or something. Mm-hmm. Not to draw you know comparisons with Marvel on purpose, but Daredevil's really killing it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, but yeah, it's loving fat. the Flash, loving the Flash. Just you know, I I just have my own thoughts on what they should do with uh, production. But yeah. Um, to me, it just feels like it would it would make sense to like that's you know get your crossover out in like a little mini movie as opposed to like actually interrupting the storyline in the season. Yeah, I could get behind it, but I kind I kind of like having it around twenty three weeks a year to look forward to. <laughs> like I'm not opposed to what you're saying I in theory. You. I just it's, it's I so you. nice to be able to look forward. I mean, that's nearly half of your year where you've got mm-hmm. like a, there's a Flash episode next week. New Flash. Woo. Yeah, I feel you. I agree in theory. To some degree, but, you, but the, the the quality over quantity thing kind of messes with me. I have to. I'd rather have quality over quantity. And there are so many shows out there. I can look forward to a lot of different shows. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> anyway, still loving the Flash, uh, but they're going to have to up their game if they're going to stay ahead of Arrow. I think because Arrow is I, now like really kicking it up, kind of pushing and, oh each other gosh. right now. Yeah. Um, oh, iron another, sharpening iron. Oh, another hairy line. You, I had my favorite was. Um, You've always been my hero, but now it's it's time for me to let you be one for everyone else. Kind of as he's given her the uh, the costume. Yeah, yeah, that you know that whole scene, man. Very touching, very flash. I was just sitting there with my chin wobbling, <laughs> trying yeah. to hold it together, man. Uh, and you know the like, it was a good episode, but I did get to see the promo for next week on on this one, and um, mm-hmm. man, Mirror Master. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to see him since they told me there was a flash show. Uh huh. Just like the guy's power. Just think it's neat. That's all. Nothing spirit. Nothing really serious going on here. <laughs> Just think it's neat. And now that I've watched how they how they've done everybody's powers on this show, now I really want to see it. So um, and yeah. yeah, they're they're doing it right. He just yeah. controls and, reflective surfaces. And you know what? Every week I feel like every week that we don't have Geomancer is another good week. It's another good week. Yeah. Oh, thank God, no Geomancer. Another bullet dodged. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I got. Yeah, I'm with you. We'll move on. To, we've already we're already teasing ourselves about talking talking about Arrow. Will. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you guys for listening to DC on Screen. You can find every episode at dconscreen.com. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever pods are caught. We're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Go check out the other awesome shows on that website. Also proud members of the Batman Team Up. Uh, sorry, Batman Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to be coming back talking about Arrow 503, A Matter of Trust. And guys, 
it was a good episode, so come talk with us about it. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen.